That's the wrong button. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. You'd think maybe I knew how to do this, but I don't. Great to be with you all here today. We've got Fred and Don on the line and the chart of destiny that Don has presented for us. But Don, you're not on the left today. Cred, you are on the left. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Uh, it's a big week ahead. Uh-oh. One of those real big weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but aside from that, doing well. Ledger, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, why is it a big week? Uh, just the calendar, mate. You know, I've got oh, the okay. DB tweet. Uh, Wednesday, we've got, got FOMC it. with the presser. Uh, some earnings for Meta, slightly less important. Thursday, Bank of England rates and ECB rates, as well as earnings for Apple, Google, and Microsoft. And Friday, we've got non-farm payrolls and unemployment. So, to, you know, pick your poison as far as macro goes. And interestingly, uh, Spain had some unexpectedly high inflation data come in. I think it was today, um, quite a bit above expectations. And mm -hmm. in general, Europe and the UK just look a lot worse for wear than the US, I guess that'll be unsurprising to some. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of uh, see what transpires. And for the FOMC, you know, 25 basis point hike is, you know, the market seems pretty set on that. So I'm guessing a lot more emphasis will be put on the press conference and how Powell's eyebrow moves and what that means for the market. Interesting. Uh, Don, hello, how are you? Good, good. Just enjoying, enjoying life. It's miserably cold in, in Germany, <laughs> has been for a while. There's zero sun. But other than that, doing okay. I thought you were going to say thanks to that. It's miserably cold, so I'm doing great. <laughs> no, I'm not that they've, much of a contrarian. <laughs> they've, they forced me inside to trade, so I'm making money and everything is good. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. Yes, that's actually true. But I would still rather have it sunny. I like it better. Yeah. Well, um, it's rainy here as well. We don't really, ours doesn't turn into snow. Uh, very frequently, so we just get cold rain, and therefore it's my least favorite season. Um, but nevertheless, podcasts that talk about weather are terrible, so let's talk about charts. They're only mildly less terrible. Uh, Don, you want to give us the lay of the land? We are uh, somewhere between looks good and looks amazing. Which is quite a good place to be, huh? After having been looking like shit the entire way down. Um, yeah, it's it's looking good. <laughs> I hate that I made this shot because now I don't have anything <laughs> left to say. I'm like, <laughs> well, um, but yeah, not much has changed since last week. We went up a little, but it's mostly been consolidation. Um, and I think in general, as long as we stick around in the looks good zone, uh, it's more likely that we're going to look better. As in like the longer we stay here, um, the more likely I think it is that we actually are going to kind of make it to 32K, which is kind of my target. That's where I want to go. Uh, anything beyond that, I think, is a reach. Um, but yeah, uh, up 50% or something from the bottom, right? Um, mm -hmm. And it's not really pulling back, which is the best thing we could have, right? So the weekly chart, and this is what gets me excited, is basically it's a straight line up. And now we have the first week of consolidation, right? And we've seen like um, that these moves on the lower time frames, for example, that these moves like to consolidate for a little bit and then actually have a second or third leg. Um, I want to see the same on the weekly now. We had it on the daily where we went up straight, then went sideways and then went straight up again. Um, I could see the same thing happen here. Um, 
on on the weekly time frame where we just kind of like chop around this 24k handle it's the one that we talked about like i think three yeah. weeks ago um where you had your targets um now it's like we're getting there i think that could be a temporary kind of like a stepping stone um but yeah nothing I, like i don't expect too much from it um and interestingly enough um we're gonna have the the monthly close right um coming in in, Just... in a day and it's gonna look amazing and uh i mean we might see like a little bit of a pullback into support next week um not even sure if uh, not next week next month I'm not even sure if that's going to happen or not but in general we broke resistance um there is some form of support uh, resistance at 23k but i don't really it doesn't really matter too much to me um as long as we're trading above 19k uh, this just looks really really good and the same the same weekly like we had the weekly target of 32k um i have monthly target here of 35k like that whole area 32 to 35 that's where i want to be seeing how price reacts anything before that um i'll just hold on to the positions i've built and uh, don't really see a reason to change them and i mean just looking on the low time frames as well it just looks good right um you look you see the weekly is just like starting to consolidate the daily's been doing a little bit more of that um but in general like what we've been doing is we've just been slow walking up and we've had a little bit of a pullback today aided by the s p going down right but i mean this is just a slow walk up and it's been resulting in massive upside two times so far wouldn't be surprised if you get his third leg of that so like maybe uh, my okay we're just going to consolidate on the weekly is just wrong and we're just going to send it straight not entirely sure but i'm kind of like i'm just positioned um could see it slow down here a little bit but could also just see it straight up moon so that's kind of I mean, you could get a you could get a 10% drawdown off the top without really making any kind of dangerous uh, lower, lower, low or anything on the low time frames. Yeah. Um, you mentioned my, my level around 24, and it is still roughly there. The 200-week moving average keeps moving up as it's still normalizing. Uh, from the from the bull market and fully flattened out yet, so it's about twenty four eight right now in terms of where at least from a moving average perspective that would tell you to calm down. I like putting that in uh, consultation with other levels. So as y'all have noted, like the weekly close around twenty four three or whatever it was last August. I just think that whole area is just going to be a zone of congestion. Um, my buddy Josh was actually talking to me about some cloud stuff. Uh, no. Never mind. All the cloud stuff is uh, bullish, but it would also show indicate that there is support like back at that same level. That if if we retrace, you could get all the way down to you know twenty k and hold the line, if you will. Um, oh, this is where you got with the cloud thing. Your target of like future of France or whatever the thirty three k stuff. So he and I were talking this last week, and that like Keijan, it doesn't mean you're you're bullish it just means you're you're it's a mean reversion on a high time frame also lining up with that 33 30 30 to 33k range um and i don't know i just i started squiggling when i was talking to him on friday and i could just imagine us like tucking in under here somewhere uh this summer but anyway just a random cloud update for people that that like that stuff um i know cred loves it so uh figured i'd bring it up yeah it's cred my favorite 
Yeah, Craig, what are you thinking about? Um, so contextually, it's quite funny because you could make a reasonable case for the monthly and the weekly. They're like, yeah, it might slow down here or whatever. It's the kind of the top of the range, 200 week moving average. Uh, as long as it's above 20K, it's fine. You know, like Don said, the monthly close, he doesn't really care about 23 or whatever that level is. Uh, above 20K is more important. But, you know, if it pulls back next month, that's completely fine. Uh, and we're sort of speaking about it very nonchalantly. Can you imagine what Twitter would look like if the market actually pulled back into full, 20K? or even bear. went to? Yeah, even if it went to wick there, like 19, 8, 20, 21, whatever. Like, you know, the market dipped today and my feed was already like, hope you enjoyed the echo bubble and so on and so forth. <laughs> Which like, fair enough, is, is quite entertaining. And we are at monthly resistance. But like, it, it's always important to sort of separate what the high time frame road might be versus how that will be perceived by like intraday traders and the sort of commentary we consume. So while I agree on completely technical terms, that if, if it does do anything other than moon and we get a visible pullback, uh, which we haven't had yet pretty much from the bottom, like sort of 20, 21, whatever you want to call it, is like a decent port of call. Um, but I, I don't expect that to be seen as a pullback level kind of collectively. Uh, if we get there, it'll be more of, oh, look, uh, it was it's coming off the range high and now it's retraced off momentum, so on and so forth. Um, so, you know, I always like to mentally be prepared for like, where's the support from a high time frame point of view, but also like what <laughs> what's the market going to look like and feel like if it starts to get there? Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with everything else. Those mean reversion targets that you mentioned are still relevant enough and interesting to me. Uh, the 23, 24, whatever you want to call it, 200 week plus monthly range high. Uh, I think a bigger picture, as long as we're above the summer range that we've reclaimed, uh, it's just worth being a, a bit patient with this thing because it gives you such a clear invalidation that, you know, if you, um, we're still in that consolidation, basically. So if you have super strong views, uh, it's going to be a bit tricky. But as long as the summer range holds, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, giving this thing some room to breathe, pull back, congest, whatever influencer terms you want to use for, like, not go completely nuts, basically. Uh, but if it loses that summer range, uh, you know, I'll, like... Fuck it at that point, basically. Uh, I mean, that would be a real disaster. Uh, so at least the invalidation's clear. Yeah, it's definitely definitely easy to picture that narrative change and also be caught up in it. Like, oh, no, we missed our chance, and now it's, <laughs> it's all over. And you, like, capitulate right when, it get, you know, Bitcoin's 20K and your favorite altcoin that you're, like, ecstatic that it's up 50% or whatever uh loses like that entire run and then you know bitcoin goes back to doing its thing um i could absolutely imagine that happening it's healthy it's really healthy isn't it you need to shake out more people before you can actually have more fun um i mean i think it's really hard to judge whether you know if price went up it would fuck over people more that just sit on the sidelines or whether it needs to go down i'm actually not quite sure like i think it's it's at this point where it could do both um, really well. Like, there's a lot of people still on the sidelines that want to have crypto, but just got dis disillusioned in the mm. last few weeks, I think. Um, and I do want them to kind of have to FOMO back in by shitty prices. Um, but also, we're 50% off the lows on Bitcoin, right? We're, we've had a few coins go like 3x, 4x, 5x, um, Solana, Aptos, a bunch of others. A, a few altcoins actually outperformed Bitcoin on the move, not that many. Um, so, like, maybe we need a little bit of a pullback. But I think, if anything, uh, you see, like, a, a pullback that is quick uh, and quite steep 
and then bounces mm. back immediately. That's yeah. kind of like, that's the best case scenario. Like if you get like a wick towards 21K that immediately gets rebought, that'd be the most bullish. Um, just going up also works, but uh, yeah. It depends on how how stupid the bulls get basically because the bears really get got like stupid at 16k i don't know like i saw like too many people shorting at 16k hoping for 14 um whereas like okay this is just stupid um and if the bulls do the same like start longing into 24 hoping for like whatever 26 28 um then maybe we do that but i'm not entirely sure like for me also just going up makes sense which is a little bit of an odd situation it's usually not the case but crypto likes to do it honestly like you just look at these rallies um it just likes to kind of have stupid rallies and then bleed out for ages so who knows that first rally i feel like is a tough one to really uh or the most recent one that you highlighted like to me, that's the that's the first big move in crypto where I just kind of doubt it. <laughs> like, I'm like in the in the that's not even conspiracy camp, you know. Like, not for Bitcoin itself, but that's when you know Solana went 25 to 250 or whatever, and Bitcoin floated up back to an equal high, and it seems like that's where FTX really went for it, uh, or Sam really went for it, Alameda, whatever, whatever. They're all the same person, um, and. Yeah, I agree. It's like you look at it on the chart cleanly, but I I question that whole era. Even though it was a great, it was great for most people. Um, I just it was using rehypothecated funds to do it. You know, mm -hmm. I just wonder how they got the fund. Like, I mean, they they sold all the way down, right? They sold all their coins besides the shitty ones that they held, like maps and stuff. Um, I wonder what they did. Like, I wish we had a timeline, right, where they like started to dump customer funds basically um i feel like that at some point that seems like it would it would come out right yeah it has to and it's gonna be so so interesting because we can just look at this in a completely new light where right um you could say maybe they actually dumped bitcoin when it was breaking out at 60k right like customer funds like all of this like they started dumping into it which made it weaker uh you could also argue hey they they kind of like made this pump more than it should have it's really I'm really, really curious. But overall, I mean, they sold coins they didn't have, right? Which is like just artificially pushing price lower that shouldn't be lower. Yeah. Um, all right, Cred, can we go through some of this macro schedule? Um, yeah, sure. What do you want to know? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know anything. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just enjoying, enjoying life over here. Ignorant. Oh, good for you. Ignorant, I'm jealous. <laughs> ignorant of uh, the news that you know, Jay Powell and whoever else is gonna send me through. Um, so I need to be prepared, and I'm just gonna assume our audience is as ignorant as I am. So, do you have the deep DB schedule? I do, I do. Um, do you want me to share it? Sure, sure. I just pulled up the the dollar because I figure we'll see the results of that news here quicker than than most places. Um, yeah, here's the here's the schedule. Nice. It's Wednesday FOMC, and these are all in UTC, as it says at the top. So 25 bips priced in pretty heavily by the market. Presser to follow, probably higher impact than the rates decision itself, unless it's a surprise. Uh, meta earnings probably just slightly less important. The 
more important earnings are on the next day. We've got Bank of England. Uh, that one doesn't seem super relevant. I I've traded that event a couple of times when the BOE came out super hawkish, uh, and it did sort of bleed over into crypto, but th that might have just been a very short-term edge. Um, it might be the case that if the UK, and you said the ECB is right after as well, right, on that day. So if we get like really hawkish central bankishness from um, Europe and the UK, et cetera, or Europe as the continent, if you will, uh, maybe there's some market impact there. In any case, uh, you know, if, if you're not persuaded by that, I think the, the big boys earnings later that same day again at nine o'clock, uh, Apple, Google, and Microsoft, uh, given how sort of tech heavy that is, um, you know, expecting that to have some sort of market impact. Uh, and then Friday, we've just got more stats, uh, NFP and unemployment with the estimates below as well. So it's, it's pretty packed, to be honest with you. Like Monday, Tuesday, calm. Uh, Wednesday, uh, the presser is big. Uh, Thursday, even if you don't like Europe, fair enough. You've still got some big tech boys coming in uh, in the evening. Uh, and then Friday, just more more stats. So we'll, we'll get a decent sort of uh, overview. And I think there's a blackout period after that for some time. Uh, so that might set the set the tone for risk appetite in the kind of short term at the have, very least. Have they said anything to give evidence of a 25 point hike? I'm nervous because of Wednesday. <laughs> like that, that seems very, uh, you know, hoping for the best type of scenario. Like what's stopping us from a 50 point hike here? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the market seems pretty certain for 25 based on I think other Fed sort of committee member comments and uh, that type of stuff. But you, you know, you never know what the actual decision will be, of course, but that seems I mean, I, to be the prevailing I, consensus. I would endorse it. I'm just like, I I don't know if that seems, uh, I, it doesn't seem like a slam dunk just as a gut check, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for the same reason that when I was thinking, you know, we were, everybody was talking about 50 to 75 or, oh, they're going to go do a whole point, you know, um, the whole point seemed pretty out of question to me. Um, I mean, I think I think slow, a little slower seems good, but I don't know. I just my gut, my gut just didn't like that. Is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly if they come out more hawkish, either in the rates decision itself or the presser, that you know that that'll probably um, nuke us a bit. But you know, the market at least the market seems pretty confident in 25 bips. And again, the presser will probably um, be watched more closely for for Jerome's comments yeah, but yeah these... this is like back to back you know it's wednesday thursday friday you've got some stuff uh, in any case uh, yeah. so yeah big week all of these earnings and stuff don't really intimidate me much um as we've seen before like earnings can start to turn but the stocks already did um yes. so even if you're getting you know some negative earnings or whatever or less than expected it's it seems easier to shake off um but yeah anyway and the market just hasn't cared all too much recently as far as crypto goes. It's looking like big volatile moves um, off of macro news. That hasn't really been the case. I mean, th that's also because a lot of the recent data is just, you know, the economists got it right for once. You know, uh, the numbers were in line with consensus. Uh, so maybe that's the explanation there. But it just seems more recently, sort of the impact has been diminishing over time now. So unless there's some crazy beat or something really unexpected, it might just be short term volatility, which by the end of the day settles at more or less. Uh, the same price. So, yeah. But it's still something you want on your calendar or radar, especially if you're like levered to the tits on altcoins. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you might want to keep an eye on this. Good way to get nuked on those. Right. Um, well, 
there's the news. So what do we what do we do now? What do we want to what do we want to compare this to? The Dixie. I've got the Dixie pulled up. Don, I think you were back to Bitcoin. Just appreciating the goodness of your positioning. Um, <laughs> the so I guess this will this will pivot based on uh, you know how right the market ex uh, is in terms of expectations. This this really does look to me like it wants to bounce a little bit. Um, it, it's right at a level that you would think that uh, a dollar bull would want to defend, um, unless you get this you know we do twenty five and Europe does fifty type of thing, and and then maybe you could just have further continuation. But I'm I'm starting to just I guess I'm getting a little antsy that uh, we're going to have a little bit of turbulence versus Don's. Um, Prevailing hope, at least from the crypto side of things, that like it might be, you know, too many people are sidelined, so got to get them to FOMO in higher. Um, I'm starting to get a little more, a little more nervous, is all. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Just looking at the Dixie on the free month, like on the quarterly, it's been really, really good, and uh, it hit support. And I think this could be a range here, mm -hmm. like between 100 and 105 where it's basically not decided whether it wants to come back in the old range or not because if it does come back in the old range right it starts looking really really shit really fast like this would i mean this just looks like it if if it breaks back into range it looks like it wants to go range low which would be quite a massive move um i'm not really expecting that i'm expecting a little bit of a range here so i i could see the traditional markets just kind of like calm down a little um mm -hmm. we've seen the s p not do too well today i mean it's bouncing a little bit now but um i could see that kind of like put a little bit of a damper on the the crypto movements but if we i mean we've seen rel relative strength on in crypto right for the last few weeks uh, and i could see that sustain it anyway but i wouldn't necessarily want to be like uh, cred said leverage to tits on stuff yeah, I mean, we're, we're running into 24K. That's where the first, like, reasonable kind of, okay, mean reversion people that bought 16, 17, 18 will pull, the, pull, pull the, the money that they've made out of the market. I mean, it makes sense, right? This is just the resistance level um, that we have beyond 20K. So it makes sense. But, um, yeah, I think it's a little bit early, but we'll see. Don the, calling uh, himself unreasonable by the by his own definition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the euro is also both at weekly and monthly resistance, just re independently relative to the dollar, not in the Dixie basket. It looks, I mean, it looks like a place where if I was in that trade, I'd be, um, I don't know what time frame you're on. Oh, you're on three month. Mm -hmm. um, that actually still looks good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but if you go down to, um, like a monthly time frame or something, it it just looks like to me it's um, it could take a pause here. Yeah, trading back into this kind of consolidation, yeah. yeah but I'm, when I I'm, look at it, just so, yeah. specifically back to this uh, this monthly level here from 2019. Um, I don't know. Seems like a reason reasonable place to chill. Mm -hmm. It, but it's kind of crazy how strong it looks in general, though. Yeah, like, it's, even, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going back to eighty. You know. Yeah, because like we had this range here, right? Overthrow here. We had like a little bit of a like 
wicks below the range. But in general, like this was a pretty good range from 2015 all the way to 2022, right? Just a good range. And we broke it, which was massive. And then we just reclaimed it, no problem, um, mm -hmm. which is kind of insane to me. These kind of trades, I usually like, I want to be bullish this thing in general. Yeah. Whenever I see something that does the typical go in a range, fall out of it, come back in it with strength, go like that's not something, yeah, that's not what, what I want to be fading, right? This just, if it goes sideways here, it goes sideways here, but I could see that there be another leg, which doesn't necessarily align with the Dixie type, like the Dixie prediction that I made, which is um, why I don't trade, <laughs> why I don't <laughs> trade this stuff right now. Um, I, I did a trade when we broke down, uh, euro uh euro dollar and that worked out quite well even though i took profits basically into resistance and now we're trading way above it um but yeah this is kind of like this is why i'm like this is not my main market i like crypto better so my next my next question from y'all from a crypto specific perspective is are we getting more nervous about eth btc breaking down well, good question i mean my my answer to that is it's actually doing what i wanted to which is we talked about this last week and the week before, I think, but I was like, I want to see it go to 0 0.057 while Bitcoin's strong. Um, or if it's like really, really strong, if EFPTC is really, really strong, I want to see it to go to this support level, 0.066-ish. And it's doing that right now. And uh, if it breaks down, I think that'd be the, the entry of, of at least this cycle, like the best entry you could hope for. Um, not entirely sure if it's actually even going to give that or not. Did y'all know Binance has a BTC dominance perpetual future? No, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's called BTC dominance existed since mid 2022. Uh, yeah, look at this thing. Oh. It's an interesting product. I wonder what the makeup of it is, like if they have stables in there or if it's the same formula that uh trading view uses or oh i cannot be the same otherwise you just have to short it all the time every time yeah because of the stable market yeah exactly um but oh that's an interesting one i'm gonna have to look into that i didn't know it's a cool it, cool concept uh, yeah if you even though if you look at uh btc dominance with the trading view um setup like the btc d1 it really does look like Bitcoin wants to con have a continuation here from a dominance perspective. Um, do y'all think there's an, a place for that, or uh, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts? I think range high, maybe like there's a clear range there, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think it's gonna make any new low and uh, any new highs or anything like that because it's just on that chart anyway. Like the Bitcoin dominance thing on trading views just garbage so i don't think it's gonna go well beyond there and i think in general like if bitcoin keeps going like this there's gonna be a pause in in bitcoin strength at some point and then all coins are just gonna pop left and right because people just want to kind of make back the money they lost in the bear market people will want to trade given bitcoin's been strong so I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't think it's going to go crazy, crazy, but I'm still expecting it to outperform the market as a whole. Well, sucks for me then, because I, 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 I just have a hard time getting my head wrapped around that. <laughs> like, I understand everything you're saying, 
But the, other, the logical part of my brain, the 100 IQ, right in the middle of the curve part, <laughs> which is my whole brain, by the way, I don't have, I don't have any on the giga, giga sides, uh, just says, like, what do you feel comfortable holding? And it's not like the, any mid or long tail of altcoins. And um, it's hard for me to justify serious positioning in, uh, in, those, in those coins. Trading, short term, sure. Like looking for, can I make plus 20, 30, 40, 50%? Can I get a 2X in something? Yeah, that sounds great. But like just being like YOLO long um, and, and, and thinking things are going to go ballistic is really hard for me to understand my head. Maybe it's a, it could very well be a great trade, Don. I'm just trying to express the, my personal bias of, of the other side of that. You're more. You have more conviction than ever now. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, I, I think that's reasonable. I don't know. Like, I, I sort of agree where multi-week month holds on altcoins really aren't the top of my list. That that just doesn't seem right, both in terms of time and cyclically. But as you mentioned yourself, you don't need to commit to that, given how good the short to medium term volatility has been you can almost make like investor like returns from trading if you will <laughs> um given the size of these rotations so i don't think you need to thankfully you don't need to make those sorts of uh strong commitments you know where are the rotations occurring today that y'all like the most oh i mean it's all red um I, th I, th I think the the one don pointed out made the most sense to me that uh sort of bitcoin relative strength ish uh, in in the in the face of all this, I mean, you could just argue, oh, this is just like the standard beta effect of Bitcoin down, alts down more. But just structurally and throughout this uh, entire consolidation, uh, Bitcoin relative strength has been good on the way up, like it's been keeping up. And then uh, we're seeing the long tails get hammered more than uh, other names uh, on the dips, and and that's pretty reasonable behavior, right? Like if you like crypto you don't complain about Bitcoin relative strength, be it on, on the way up or on the way down, because it sets you up quite nicely for uh, future rotations. Um, I think Solana is interesting. Uh, I still keep an eye on Aptos and um, Optimism, given the sort of silly behavior around those coins, for lack of a better term. Uh, but um, none of my views are kind of narrative-based, like, oh, liquid staking or meme coins or exchange coins. I, I, I haven't seen that type of disp sort of sectoral dispersion to suggest that there's, there's enough concentration. It seems like one-off names with specific market microstructure implications, like short squeeze over and over and over again, or short-term catalyst plays on, you know, oh, DYDX unlocks this, that, and the other. Uh, but at, at the moment, and like, this could just be my ignorance, I don't see a particularly strong case for uh, focusing on one sector over the other. Uh, the names seem pretty spread out, for lack of a better term. Um, Iceberg, Icebergy said something this weekend that terrified me a little bit. He said, when DeFi summer happened, the old guard bought Bitrex tokens because they thought they were next. <laughs> and I think the insinuation is that... I remember that, yeah. The old guard now will try to do the thing that worked last time, and you know the like the likelihood is something new appears. So what you're bringing up there is what is the new that can appear, um, and I don't know the answer to that. I'm too bunch of a boomer. So the chat needs to help us out. Like tell us <laughs> what is the new guard, and um, yeah, I, I have a hard time believing it's Aptos. Uh, Aptos looks really toppy to me. Uh, is that what you have pulled up right now, Don? The, I have a, some banners. 
overlaying the oh yeah it's, yeah it's Athos, Athos. Yeah. yeah it looks really toppy to me like i wonder if that squeeze is done and now it's just down only now is the time you can actually short it that you're too but you're too afraid no it's really tough i could also see this do one more but i don't think much more than one more like if this goes another one like just breaks this high goes to 26 or something um i could see it just you got top but um i wouldn't want to short these in general like uh, I'd rather look for longs, honestly, um, with stuff that has gone up. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it when when like shorting the strongest one always makes me uncomfortable. Like it always kind of felt shitty. I've had great returns shorting coins that have gone down more than others, um, and I've had shitty returns shorting coins that are just strong. Um, I've seen a lot of people just get blown out every time they short this thing during a consolidation. If anything, um, if you're looking for shorts, you want to be looking for shorts around like areas like this where it's breaking breaking the highs and then like at some point like into basically your brother's like the, the bears get liquidated and then you buy you buy your brother's liquidation, their blood, whatever. Um, I think that's more likely than just shorting 17 and trading it to i mean where the fuck do you even trade this to right like 12 seems so far away um like it seems so close on the chart it's massive jump down like what's what's the target here like i, I don't even i think it's I 150 basis point hike away <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious i mean like that's the trade right sure sure yeah that i mean that works but i, I think it's but i agree with don yeah yeah Sure. I, I, I have no no methodology for doing this. Uh, or <laughs> yeah, that's also a good point. Uh, now, if I did, if I had ultimate tooling, this is the type of thing where I would punt like a uh, a long put, right? Like some kind of uh, three month out strike at seven bucks, um, limited premium, and I would just let it ride. And it's either multiples or zero on an option. If we had ultimate tooling, if the if the powers that be allowed us to trade these things, like you can trade crypto, you know, stock assets, then that's what I would do. But they would be very expensive in crypto, right? Given stuff goes yeah, yeah. from two dollars so to seventeen. So, so the way that you can accommodate that is you could buy seven dollar puts, and then you could sell weeklies that are like twelve dollars or or ten dollars, something like that, and you can earn that premium back a bit. I'm yeah, I'm just way too dumb to do that, even if the best tools in the world were available. Sorry. Yeah, Nitra. and it, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, they're just good tools. We, I wish we had better tools. I guess that's my point. I oh, wish it, we had better tools. I wish they were available to us. And, you know, I don't actually take this trade often, even in legacy. Like the example would be, well, why didn't you do that with uh, Tesla? And, um, you know, I traded Tesla a little bit, but I, I do tend to stay away from the things that are like super duper high premium. Um, but those are those are tools that exist, and if you get excited about those trades, then there's a there's a format out there in the real world where you can actually attempt it. Um, but anyway, I, yeah. I think I think Aptos is done or close to it. You can yeah. you can stamp that. I'll put it on the chart. <laughs> go on. <laughs> there we go. Ledger, Ledger says it's over. <laughs> <laughs> give, him, give him the Raul Paul quote in response to the biggest position ever. And it's going to go to 170 now. <laughs> uh, could you put an apostrophe there between the T and the S, please? Um, um, there we go. Uh, 
All right, what are we uh, what are we paying the most attention to? What's the chart to watch, or are we just chilling this week? Sounds like nobody has high convictions for up only markets this week. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's like the first test of the top of the range. However, you want to slice it: monthly, weekly, two hundred week moving average, whatever. Um, and there's just a boatload of headline risk coming into this week as opposed to prior weeks. So, so I guess that's sort of. Um, Sully's sentiment somewhat. Wow, that's three S's, alliteration king in the house. Anyway, um, I think that's the real difference from a couple of weeks ago. Like the momentum impulse isn't as obvious. And then even if you are going for momentum continuation, uh, it's objectively a trickier spot to do it because now it's not just anywhere. It's uh, at, the, at, at the range high, right? So where I like to trade momentum continuation is like, let's say you get an impulse from or like a high time frame support level or whatever. Uh, and then there's a lot of space until the next level. And it's okay, but there's there's, there's a gap or there, there isn't much here in between level A and level B. So I'm going to be more aggressive with like momentum continuation, no pullback type of stuff in between. But then when it hits the top of the range, it's like, eh, like you can take the same momentum continuation setup, but the odds are inherently weaker because you're at, in an area now that actually matters as opposed to some sort of mean or range midpoint or what have you. Um, one thing I am going to watch this week, basically this weekly open, uh, let me sh screen share this real quick. Sure thing. Uh, um, you can see this, right? Yep. So 23.3, 23.4 is the class, is the monthly level. So it comes from the, and it just looks messy because it's got all the levels and all the time frames. Uh, but it's just the highest close uh, after the bounce, like the top of the range, same level that Don had. Uh, and there's some four hour price action around it that's that's quite important, at least to me. So as I've sort of tweeted and talked about, uh, a lot of these breakouts just go impulse, consolidate, impulse, consolidate, impulse, you know, usually even a lot more vertically than that and, and don't give you a chance to get in on any sort of visible high time frame pullback. Like if we look at the 19, you know, the, the reclaimed summer range levels closer to 19.5, 19.8, whatever, you know, you're not, you're not getting much there. At most, you got this consolidation, uh, but nothing sort of visible that looks more like that, right? Uh, so, so I'm paying attention to how these consolidations are resolving. Uh, and I think we've had the first maybe sign of a shift in behavior. Uh, it's, it's a bit early to tell. But if you look at this consolidation, how it's resolved in contrast to the one that we had before it, now that we've hit monthly resistance, we have our first sign of some selling on a breakout. So you had, you had the resistance. You had some crazy fucking TWAP get turned on yesterday, which was mad to watch. It just literally looked like this. Uh, and then since then, it sort of failed and it's it's back within the same consolidation. Uh, you can see that we didn't really have anything similar uh, on the on this consolidation. It kind of just broke out and kept going. Whereas for the now that we've reached monthly resistance, like slightly different because we've sort of fallen fallen back within the range. So I kind of want to see how how this resolves one way or another. And that's what makes it tricky. You're now at monthly resistance. You have some evidence of a your first failed break, which you didn't have at lower prices. Uh, and then you add a bunch of headline risk uh, on top of that coming up this week, and it's just a bit more meh. And you know the the risk off in altcoins, even though this hasn't really changed much structurally, is uh, you know worth taking account of as well. Yeah, I like your analysis. I um, was looking in the chat for what people said the new narratives were going to be. Um, so zk stuff was one of them. Canto, which I still don't know what that means. Web3 Gaming. <laughs> that means I sing in Latin, I think. No? <laughs> Did I just make that up? Isn't there like a Disney movie called that? Um, Canto. Oh, yeah. I think it does. Encanto? 
Kanto, Kantas, Kantare, Kantar. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm right. Just Web, Web3 Gaming, long awaited. Um, LTC, Don Maxi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, it's Don in the chat. I like, I, I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Don went quiet on his alt account. Though. I think it's Litecoin, guys. <laughs> and then uh, cool stuff happening on Arbitrum. That one clicked for me because I keep hearing of cool stuff happening on Arbitrum. Some multiples on dumb, dumb scam tokens as the Arbitrum season maybe is a thing. Maybe. They're only scam tokens if you're not long them, Ledger. And then I appreciate, that's right. That's exactly right. I appreciate Shibby. Uh, Ledger got a hat from Dan at CMS. Uh, yes, that's a good one. Good catch. Um, and yeah, th those were the narratives. So nothing nothing extraordinary yet. DYDX, that looks good. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it breaks out, there's a trade there of some sort, uh, yeah. but it hasn't quite yet. You know, it's like right right at the top of the range. Yeah. I'm going to slice it. Um, Right now, it's got it's giving me a 2019 Adam vibes. You remember that when it just was went to the top of the range like seven times and never never could break it. Yeah, oh, yeah, beautiful. Whole, yeah. yeah, I bought every top of that range. <laughs> <laughs> you were literally Mister. This time it's different. <laughs> totally, that's my calling card right there. Um, yeah, I I, I, did, I don't disagree that there are some narratives that are going to stick there's going to be multiples on them and they're going to do great i just don't know what they are and i don't think it's going to carry across the market i think the you know what do we call it after the show last week uh cred you call it the mary poppins market like i don't think we're going to be that where everything just floats up um i think it's going to be unique narrative driven coins that have a move and some people are getting hilariously rich while you're not that's how i feel Nothing new then for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. If Solana doesn't get like if the market doesn't get stuffed this week, one way or another, I still think Sol can be pretty interesting um, because if it starts trading back within the consolidation, which Don just bullied last summer or whenever that was, uh, you end up finding some pretty decent levels. Like if this reclaim, and it looks a bit tentative, granted, but if, if you know if the market doesn't get stuffed and this twenty-five reclaim sticks. Um, your, the midpoint of that range is then at sort of 34, and then uh, the the Don Holiday sell level is at 48, right? So even just from a range level to level point of view, uh, assuming this doesn't fail, uh, that there's some space to be had, even from range low to range midpoint is like 30, 40%, depending on how conservative you want to be with where, where you target within the structure. Uh, and then, you know, a, a casual 90% to the range high in some extraordinary Goldilocks bull risk market, whatever scenario. Um, so now that I've said that, it's obviously going to close above. I'm going to long, and then it bleeds out. That That's sort of what's predestined at that stage. Uh, but purely technically speaking, I, I think this consolidation is becoming relevant again. Um, and, you know, that there is some price action here that, that could offer guidance as well and give some indication as to whether it's going to stick or not. So that, that's on my watch list. Eight eight dollar soul feels a lot like eighty dollar ETH did to me. Uh, yes, a lot. Talek just saved the coin. He did. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of crazy seeing that. Um, and we're like reading for a tiny bit lower, and then yeah, get I was. Fields. I was too. So. <laughs> I, was like, I was. I was sending I want... ledger charts at the Pico bottom while not <laughs> buying it. Like, if there's ever a more I thought you bought it. Happens, I thought you bought it. No, I was like, everyone's like, oh, there's no support. And then I just go on the three-day chart. I talked to you about this, Don, as well. You did. I was like, ah, 
this is a thing. And then I just went off to live my sad life. And then I oh, blink and it's tripled. You know? Great. I thought you were in for that. I oh, was please. like, I was like, you please. know better than that, Ledger. I was like, please, no, I want, I want $5 because I was, uh, you know, $3 magnet, but I'll take five, you know, and I'll just like put it away forever. <laughs> And I'm looking at it at eight. It's like, Cred, please don't be right. Please don't be right. I'm waiting. <laughs> Look, Ledger, as Don will tell you, if I analyze something and then don't punt it, that's the best entry. I, I must, I must, I must buy absolutely that scenario. Have to. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's how Don makes all his money. He just gives me like 100 <laughs> bucks a month not to trade any of his positions, and then we're good. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, shall we leave it there? I don't really have anything else to add. Oh, me neither. Nope, neither. Just don't get shafted by the headlines. No when stuff is. Best of luck to all of you in the market. We appreciate you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, hit like and subscribe. Tell your friends about this dadgum show. It's a pretty good show, we think. Uh, check it out. See you later.